Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 364th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, we begin with an unusual lowlight of the week, which is, of course, the seismic and shocking retirement of Andrew Luck. It made for a surreal Saturday night uh, for both myself and seemingly everybody else. I mean, the football world was watching the Florida-Miami game, uh, the opener of the college football season, uh, when the stunning Adam Schefter tweet came across and that initiated a crawl along the bottom of the screen that basically was surreal. I, I, I like everybody else, I think did a rewind <laughs> uh, to say, to see if I had just seen what I just saw. Andrew Luck was retiring and I'm guessing uh, it set the sports world record for number of rewinds when that first moved across. Again, right smack in the middle of the Florida-Miami game. And it was just an absolute public relations disaster for the Colts, the way it was handled. Uh, There's so many rumors around everything that it's tough to figure out what's what with it all. But uh, one rumor is that, you know, um, they knew about it like Thursday. Bottom line, for this to be allowed to get out uh, and ultimately during a Colts preseason game at home with Andrew Luck on the sidelines, which led, of course, to the now infamous booing as he walked uh, walked off the field. And then we all saw the shots of people taking off their jerseys and, and the angst and whatnot. So it was just really, uh, you know, not the way anyone would have wanted it to get out. Uh, it would be a shame if the final memory of Andrew Luck in Indianapolis is being booed, walking off the field. And uh, so just again... Uh, the most awkward uh, dissemination of the news uh, in recent memory. And it's interesting for me because I covered his father, Oliver, at West Virginia University. And he was the quarterback there and a, and a terrific quarterback as well, played in the NFL. Uh, later, he was commissioner of the uh, NFL Europe and so Andrew's a different kind of cat because he grew up a significant part of his life in Europe. Uh, Andrew, I believe, or Oliver, I believe, was a Rhodes Scholar, very smart guy. And Andrew, obviously a very smart guy, went to Stanford, as we all know. So I believe he just simply uh, looks at life a little differently than most He's seen a lot growing up in Europe, and uh, and I think he just simply has, you know, a different outlook. But it's seismic news, and uh, you know, still being digested 
by all of us. Uh, it's really one of the most stunning retirements in recent memory, of course, number one overall pick. The all-time, at the time it seemed, the all-time prototypical NFL quarterback. And uh, just amazing how things can change, that's for sure. And now that leads to Jacoby Brissett, and everything always seems to lead back to the Patriots. And uh, he was, of course, the third-string quarterback. Uh, played a great game, a night game against uh, Houston, I believe it was. I was there a few years ago when he had the fantastic run, and he's done well, uh, generally speaking, uh, in his time at Indy uh, since he went there. So he now has, uh, you know, for him, the opportunity of a lifetime. And speaking of the Patriots, uh, I was at the Thursday preseason game. Uh, against the Carolina Panthers, good chance to see Tom Brady, who was welcomed with a. When he walked out onto the field, there was a standing ovation. It was awesome uh, and well deserved, as we all know. And everybody up here is just treasuring every minute uh, and every with Tom Brady and every snap that he takes, even in preseason. That, that's why I went. Uh, you just it's sports history on a weekly basis, as I like to call it. And uh, and he looked good, let a nice touchdown drive, and uh, and it was a great great preseason crowd, a lot of energy, huge huge crowd, uh, and really just a, a fun fun night out over at Gillette Stadium, right down the road from where I'm speaking right now. So yeah, it's uh, it's again uh, getting closer to the opening of the NFL season, which, of course, will be at Gillette Stadium, not the opening opening, but the Patriots' first game will be Sunday night of opening weekend, uh, a few days after the Bears and Packers open it up for the 100th season uh, of the NFL. And uh, so Patriots-Steelers on Sunday night, September 8th, uh, it'll be a banner raising for the Patriots' Super Bowl, another one. And uh, it's going to be quite a night. And now it's uh, less than two weeks away. Hard to believe. That leads into my highlight of the week, which was the spectacular aforementioned Florida-Miami game uh, on Saturday night to open the college football season, the 150th college football season. And uh, I watched at a packed Florida Gator bar in downtown Boston. It was awesome and great crowd and really really exciting um to say the least and just uh fabulous fabulous compelling ending uh, a lot of it were just based on crazy mistakes ba- made by both teams uh typical of a first game and it was really uh again just great theater to watch you know, making plays all over the field, both positive and negative, and really can't think of a better way to open the college football season than these two uh, intense rivals. Let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Well, I'm doing terrific, John, here in L.A., Lower Alabama. It's a little bit of rain today, but I'm doing fine. Game week is here. Game week is here. It's uh, a long time coming, to say the least, and uh, I'm sure you have to be excited down there. I'm sure everybody in Alabama is fired up. Uh, you're playing Duke at, in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, G.A., <laughs> that's going to be awesome uh you will be there of course and uh yeah it's just going to be great uh let's hope it's as good as saturday night's miami florida gator game because that was an incredible game albeit a lot of mistakes by both teams but it made for a super exciting finish yeah it was a tight ball game i thought it would be in the 20s john and it was it was close I, you know some people were projecting a runaway but i just thought that Miami would be fired up under their new coach, Manny Diaz, trying to build that program. And then Mullen in the second year, it was, you'd see continued improvement from Felipe Franks. He made some mistakes, but he was able to survive those teams. They were It was really a mistake-prone night. And uh, I don't know how they're going to fare down the road, but they have many things to work on, as we saw. Right. Well, it was a classic, you know, opening game I feel you know literally the opener to the 150th anniversary of the beginning of college football and I can't think of a better uh, way to get it going than two in-state blood rivals who don't play all that often held at a quote neutral site stadium in Orlando Camping World Stadium you've been there I've been there uh, the passion was just off the charts, uh, as you, to a degree, uh, can kind of only see when these Florida teams play each other. Of course, throwing in Florida State as well, it's just, uh, you know, the state of Florida. <laughs> they are just so passionate about their three teams down there and beyond. Throw in UCF and USF and and many others, for that matter. And, uh, and you just have a great atmosphere, especially in Orlando, where... You, you know, there's so much going on with the theme parks and all that and, and just, you know, all the people traveling up from Miami or even a shorter drive down from Gainesville and everybody has a vested interest down there and uh, just, I'm sure, it's just a great atmosphere. Every time I've been there, it's been that way and I'm guessing Saturday night was even better than that. 
Yeah, was John the most overused uh, part of the anatomy in the stadium was the jawbone by the teams and the fans and everyone else. They, they were going at it pretty heavy. No, no doubt about it. And the passion was evident on the field. I'm guessing pregame, postgame, and in the stands as well. But AP, you know, we we have to get to just the seismic story of certainly the weekend, certainly the week, potentially the year, and and beyond. And then it, it ties right to this Miami Florida game because as we're as the football world is watching, what crawls across the bottom of the screen that Andrew Luck is retiring, a, a truly stunning and shocking uh, development in a, in a weird way to find out with a crawl across the bottom of uh, the screen while the entire football world's loving the Miami-Florida game. But it was true, and uh, I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, he's just, again, it's still hard to digest, and Coach Frank Reich is speaking as as we as we speak, uh, holding a news conference. John, when Andrew Luck played at Stanford, I just fell in love with his game. Yep, he was big, quintessential size for an NFL quarterback, six foot four. He had mobility, arm strength. He disseminates information quickly. He throws to the tight end, which I love. And yep. I just thought he'd be a terrific NFL quarterback, but. It was one of these situations where the injuries took over and he did not get a chance to fully develop all his talents on the NFL level. And I'm sorry to say that that overcame everything in his life, the injuries, and he decided to retire. So that's his decision. Yep. Uh, he'll have to live, live with the, you know, his thought process and the, the, his final outcome for his decision. I don't know if he's the type of player that, a year from now, as you saw Jason Witten, the tight end from the Cowboys, return. Uh, I don't think Andrew Luck will return. Yeah, he's a different kind of guy, as I said at the, in the opening segment. Uh, you know, I covered his father, Oliver, when he was quarterback at WVU. He, of course, was uh, at NFL Europe. Uh, so Andrew grew up a lot of his life, young life, in Europe. So he has a different outlook. Andrew was, Oliver is like a Rhodes Scholar, so smart guy. Andrew's obviously a smart guy when going to Stanford and whatnot. So I, I believe his view is, is his outlook on life is different than most because because of that, uh, you know, unusual background. You know, to this day, he's a super big soccer fan from spending the time he spent as a boy in Europe. And uh, so he, he's, you know, he, he's seen the world. And, uh, you, you know, I, I've tried to find an analogy. And the closest one I can find really is, you know, like a comet across the NFL sky is, is reminds me a little bit of Gail Sayers, who just burst on the scene back in the early 60s for the Chicago Bears running back and. Just tore it up. I think he had the unbelievable figure of 22 touchdowns, maybe his rookie year. And then he had, you know, he was more of the one injury guy where he had the the now famous knee injury. And he was just never really the same, but he had a career that lasted, I'm guessing, around five or six years. And I think his nickname was actually the Kansas. Yeah, and I think his his nickname was actually the Kansas Comet. (laughs) And uh, That's that's right. Omaha, Nebraska, I think. Yeah. So he, you know, and I'm trying to think, you know, Andrew Luck, it's not like he wasn't a household name before he ever uh, was even drafted number one overall. Uh, But it does remind me just a little bit of, you know, uh, tremendous early career. I mean, Andrew Luck, let's not forget, really, really had his moments and uh, specifically the comeback playoff win over the Chiefs from, I believe, down 28, perhaps at the time, the largest ever comeback in a postseason game, except for the famous Bills coming back to beat the Oilers under (laughs) Frank Reich as the quarterback, the guy who's speaking (laughs) on television right now, Andrew Luck's coach. Uh, So, yeah, everything connects in sports, right, AP? (laughs) It absolutely does. I mean, it's full circle. 
with Frank Reich being in the middle of this huge story. Exactly, exactly. But at the end of the day, it's just sad. There's no other way to say it. You know, you just talk about unfulfilled promise. I mean, everybody just assumed Hall of Fame career and what he did in the early going gave us all reason to believe that was the case. And oh, by the way, let's not forget, he was the comeback player of the year last year. There are statistics that would say it was his best season ever. But, you know, we all remember the, you know, two years ago that he basically sat out the season with the shoulder injury, torn labrum, I believe. And I, I guess if there's one consistent theme, there, we, there, there's been an air of mystery, it seems, around his injuries, that both with the labrum, the shoulder a couple of years ago, where he couldn't even throw a football. Remember that? He had to start off with like a Nerf ball. Yeah. And, and now this year, it's been... You know, the kind of a similar air of mystery with what was, was it the quad or the ankle or the calf? Um, you know, dribs and drabs were coming out and like two years ago with the shoulder, it was like he's not going to be, um, you know, each of his starts or practices, whatever you want to call it, games kept getting delayed which just sent out an ominous message to all, and it turns out it was ominous. Yeah, Andrew, look, he's had severe injuries and kept him from playing the game, and it's really a shame because you know he loved playing football. And oh, yeah. He was one of the top – could be one of the top quarterbacks in, in the league if he yes. had his health and his team was getting better, and we – and it's one of those things, like the comet in the sky, it came and went quickly. Correct, correct. And, you know, AP, uh, speaking of the NFL, I want to uh, depart from that to talk about uh, that, as we know, it's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham Jr. is in Cleveland. And these are just some <laughs> of the changes that we've seen. Right. The, Those are the, huge one thing names. That, the one thing that hasn't changed is where fans are putting their money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least 100000 and it only costs $100 to enter. All fans need to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score their share of the huge cash prize pool. This is a service where fans get the most for their money. That's why my bookie is always the right play. Fans bet, fans win, they pay. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and fantasy players out there can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So the call to action is it's up to a uh, thousand first deposit bonus and double the first deposit. And use promo code ALLROUND, A-L-L-R-O-U-N-D, ALLROUND, to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ALLROUND, A-L-L-R-O-U-N-D, ALLROUND, when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. So with that information to digest, let's go to our break. But sticking around, as always... Will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. We'll talk to A.P. again after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. 
It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, speaking of Alabama football, and we touched on this when you first came on the line in the previous segment, uh, you'll be at the Duke-Alabama game this Saturday, which is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, one of the traditional kickoff weekend uh, games. It's a big one. And uh, so... Uh, I'm sure the entire state is uh, <laughs> excited to say the least. Football's here. We got underway Saturday night with the great Florida-Miami game. And uh, and I'm sure you're excited for Duke and uh, David Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe. Yeah, David, a graduate of the University of Alabama from Birmingham, Alabama. I think he finished up in 76. Uh, he's been an outstanding quarterback coach and a football coach because Duke, they're flourishing right now with him at the helm as the head coach. I don't think they're a match for Alabama. They have a few players that are all-star caliber type. Uh, one is a defensive end from Baltimore, and I, I can't pronounce his name, so I want him to try to say his first name is Victor. And then have a pretty good running back, and the quarterback uh, is more of a running dual-threat type as opposed to Daniel Jones, who was the number one draft choice, I think, of the New York Giants. Number six overall, I believe that's where he was selected in the draft. You're absolutely right. But is that right? And then, but they have three players from Alabama. One's a cornerback that'll start. One's an offensive lineman, about six three, over three hundred pounds. And then the kicker uh, is from Alabama. So they have a few players connected to the, the, uh, the state of Alabama. But from Alabama's perspective, they have a couple of people that are trying to replace on the offensive line. Chris Owen is uh, the center right now, but we're not sure if that's going to happen on Saturday. He's to project his And then Dickerson is a transfer account from Florida State, six foot six, over three hundred pounds. He's, he's massive, and he has the respect of all the players on the team. He has two years of eligibility. Started as a freshman on the offensive line for Florida State. That's the first time that happened. I think since nineteen eighty-two. So he has talent, and he's from the state of North Carolina, I believe. 
And so, on, and on the left side for Alabama, they have a freshman, John Evan Neal, five-star left guard. I think he could play left tackle and left guard at the same time. He's six foot seven, three hundred sixty pounds. Oh my! Sounds like someone so, who can handle maybe, two positions. Be, that's for sure. Yeah, he might be down to three forty. Lost twenty pounds, but he's very good and talented. And then, so Alabama have, will have a potent offense again because of those five receivers. And that includes the junior triplets of Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs III, and Jerry Judy, the uh, reigning Blitnikoff Award winner, along with Jalen Waddell, who doubles it in, the punt, in the kickoff returns. is an all-star caliber type player. And then John Meshi, a freshman. He was born in, in Ghana, went to Canada, came down to the United States, went to school in Maryland, then finished, up, finished up at a prep school in New Jersey. He's a world traveler, and he was the MV, the Dixie Howell MVP of the A-Day game. Has yet to play it down in Alabama, but he already has earned an award in respect of the players on the team. So that's five receivers that would be a star anywhere else. Wow. Well, the rich get richer. And, uh, yeah, that's just uh, quite a lineup, especially that receiving core. To say the least, Tua is back. No quarterback controversy. Jalen Hurts is going to be out at Oklahoma. And uh, it'll be Tua's show, and I'm sure it's going to be quite a show, uh, you know, for him. And it's going to be great. So as uh, I I can only imagine, you know, the game is drivable, really, for for everyone, you know, be it Alabama fans or, for that matter, Duke fans. So it's going to be a great atmosphere. You have to be uh, fired up, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you can drive over because it's an afternoon game. Get back to Alabama for the nighttime, but I'll be going over on Thursday. And I just wanted to mention to you, John, one other thing. Uh, I, I did not even touch on the running backs at Alabama. Najee Harris was the number one player coming out of high school not too long ago. And then Brian Robinson, Jr. is from Tuscaloosa. He's a downhill runner. He's, he's going to get a lot of carries as well, and he uh, will be an outstanding performer. And then the tight end position, they lost Irv Smith, Jr. with the – Minnesota Vikings, but that offense would be unbelievable. Brand new kicker, Will Riker from Hoover High School, famous Hoover High School. He might be the punter, the place kicker, and the kickoff man as well. That's unusual in college football. No doubt about it. Very unusual. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody's moving. You know, a lot of fans are probably heading up for, the, for just a long weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Let's not forget that, and college football has come to now own Labor Day weekend, and uh, so yes, so it's all just very exciting, and Atlanta, of course, is for many, you know, the epicenter of college football. That's where the College Football Hall of Fame is. Again, this opening weekend, uh, you know, has become a tradition now with a huge opening weekend game on Labor Day weekend, so... Uh, so we know where you're spending your Labor Days the, these days, AP, in Atlanta, which is a pretty good place to spend it. Absolutely. And then nighttime, I'll have my eye shading towards the west for the neutral site contest between the Pac-12 favorite Oregon Ducks and the Auburn Tigers right now rated around the 15-16 uh, mark at the moment. But they have a freshman quarterback, Bo Nix. His daddy was Patrick Nix quarterback the Tigers on some good teams in the mid-90s, and he was selected over Joey Gatewood, who was returning. He played a little bit in the bowl game for Auburn, but he has won the starting spot. So Auburn with a powerful defense, a veteran offensive line, a host of good receivers who need to be a little bit more consistent, and they have a good kicker, Daniel Carlson's younger brother, Unders Carlson. And he has a powerful leg. He, the, his most misses last year were seven beyond 50. But he was like 15 of 25, so seven of those misses were from beyond 50. So I expect him to be a little more consistent this year, as was his brother as a sophomore. But, so the state of Alabama will be on national TV. Both teams in Auburn is trying to carry the, the, the mantle, I mean, the, you know, the, for the SEC. And right. uh, they're trying to beat the, one of the Pac-12 favorites. Exactly. Oregon is uh, with the games at Auburn, 7.30 Eastern time this Saturday night. And, yeah, great day for Alabama, to say the least. What's that? Arlington, Texas, right. The Jerry Jones are playing in Jerry Jones 
Stadium oh, out in Texas, Auburn and Auburn and Oregon. Excuse me, and thank you for clarifying that. Yes, it's uh, it's showing up as Auburn uh, listed last of the home team. Home team. <clears throat> it's a neutral site game, which is of course. Uh, aside from Atlanta, the other spot where there's a game every, a big game is out in Arlington and Jerry World. So thank you for clarifying that, AP. Uh, Oregon, of course, has uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Some believe the potential That's number right. one overall pick, or Justin Herbert. And many people uh, are saying they have the best offensive line in the country. And, and the other people, and the other people are saying that Auburn has the best defensive line. So when you when you speak of matchups, perfect to start off the season, John. Right, and we never want to underestimate the importance of a defensive line. I think on Saturday night we saw that when uh, Florida had ten repeat ten sacks of the Miami quarterback and. Uh, AP, yeah, they just took over those final few minutes of the game. They just harassed the quarterback uh, unmercilessly uh, to basically win that game at the end. Uh, so, again, defensive line, you cannot overstate the importance of that, as we've seen in both college football and the NFL for years. Yeah, if you can disrupt the quarterback's rhythm, his psyche, especially early in the ball game, then, then you're going to have an excellent chance to win, and that's what happened with Florida and Miami and Auburn. They're going to rely on that defensive line this season since they have a freshman quarterback. That's, that's um, monumental for them to have a good defense. Correct. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not necessarily how you view Auburn. Uh, when I think of Auburn, I always think of you know, offense, good quarterbacks typically. And, uh, yeah, so – them having a good defense, especially a defensive line, is going to you know make them even more formidable because I think the offense with them tends to be a, a bit of a given. Yes, yes. They try to get in that NASCAR mode very fast, and they want to throw the ball deep, but they want to run the football, and they want to play, and like I say, that NASCAR mode very fast. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, for – all of us football fans, AP, we don't even need to wait till Saturday. Uh, we got some serious games coming up on Thursday night. Uh, and the one that should be mentioned is, uh, you know, Clemson and Georgia Tech are playing on the new, brand new ACC network. I actually was able to watch the first half hour ever of their opening. I think it was last Thursday evening or whatever. And, uh, and it was great. Always good to have a new channel. I, I, I watch the Big Ten network a uh, fair amount, given my interest in Penn State, having grown up down that way. And then uh, SEC network speaks for itself. And uh, and now we have the ACC network. And, boy, they, they were, it, it was really pretty cool how, you know, the opening few minutes of, of a brand-new station. Uh, unusual in and of itself, but, boy, they just did a great montage of, uh, you know, all the great athletes and all the sports who have played there from, you know, from Michael Jordan to, uh, you know, right to Mia Hamm in soccer for University of North Carolina, Christian Lilly, players like that. So it was good stuff, to say the least. Charlie Ward uh, was on it. Of course, Florida State's quarterback who played in the NBA, on and on and on. Uh, they're a conference with a great history. And uh, so, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So that'll be their first game. Clemson, Georgia Tech, Thursday night, which will be fun. Um, and really, you know, a bunch of other games, AP. Uh, you know, some some Blue Bloods. UCLA is playing at Cincinnati. Uh, uh, American Athletic Conference team, Cincinnati. Uh we have UCF, University of Central Florida. Certainly, they've been a huge story in college football the last few years. And they're hosting Florida A&M, another one of those Florida in-state games that I'm sure the passion will be off the charts. And by the way, AP, I just want to make a quick departure here. They interviewed over the weekend uh, the Mackenzie Milton, the quarterback from yes. Central Florida, who had led them to an undefeated season prior to his devastating 
leg injury and it, it, he was just so impressive and it looks like he's doing great uh and it was just really good to see because you know uh just such a horrific horrific injury with nerve damage that type of thing which he said is basically behind him the nerve injury part um so that was good news and, and just a very likable guy and a guy who made his mark uh going undefeated for the uh go for the knights last year yeah that's great to hear on the injury front for him because he was an outstanding quarterback and that's part of the game, but yep. it's always you know devastating to that individual, their family, their program, their school, alumni, fans. Totally, totally. And he's from Hawaii, right? Like Tua. Am I correct about that? Yes. Yep. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. They had the, the three quarterbacks last year. Ole Miss had the quarterback, Alabama, and Central Florida. Exactly. And by the way, Hawaii, speaking of them, I watched uh, some of that game against Arizona late Saturday night after the Florida-Miami game. And the game ended with the Arizona quarterback uh, dropping back to pass, but then scrambling last play of the game. And he got tackled at like the one-yard line as it looked like he was going to be going in. It was very reminiscent, as the announcer said at the time, of the uh, of the end of that Super Bowl with the uh, Los Angeles Rams and – St. Louis Rams, excuse me, and Tennessee Titans – when, uh, you know, when the, when the Titan got uh, tackled by Mike Jones at the one-yard line, and that's how the Super Bowl ended. This looked exactly like that. So, uh, But that was a great game, to say the least, and a big deal for Hawaii. Uh, I think they were a group of five team beating, uh, you know, uh, the big school in Arizona. That's right, Pac-12, Pac-12 team, Power 5 team. They sure did. I, I watched some of that ball game before I fell asleep, but that was, that was a nice way to start the season. Very nice way. Uh, two games back-to-back were, were great. Well, AP, uh, we're quickly at the end of our second segment together, so why don't we take our final break? I know you're sticking around, and we still have a few more games to get to and what will be uh, really good uh, opening weekend of matchups on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday. So we'll discuss those after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Serena Williams-Maria Sharapova matchup in the first round opening night of the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows, New York. Highly, highly unusual to have two big names like that playing in the very first round uh, of any tournament, let alone the, a major, the U.S. Open. So, uh, And Serena Williams simply has owned Maria Sharapova uh, over the years. And uh, But last time we saw Serena, she basically uh, uh, retired, is the word they use, uh, off the court. So... Uh, so th- this is kind of a fascinating matchup. It's always interesting, but tonight uh, makes it even more fascinating. So, so AP, we'll see if Maria Sharapova can finally break through, uh, or if Serena is going to bounce back. But as tennis goes, this is about as good as it gets to, uh, you know, open the season. Sort of like Miami and Florida on Saturday night, <laughs> or open the tournament, I should say. <laughs> always the matchups. And speaking of matchups. Uh, we, of course, touched on, mentioned, uh, former Alabama quarterback, now Oklahoma quarterback, Jalen Hurts, uh, maybe the poster child <clears throat> of the NCAA transfer rule, which has uh, become quite prevalent this suddenly. And uh, this Sunday night, they play Oklahoma. They play University of Houston, uh, 7.30 Sunday night. Houston, of course, is one of the best teams in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, and Oklahoma, I mean, everybody's just dying to see uh, Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Let's not forget uh, the last two Heismans have been won by Oklahoma quarterbacks, Kyler Murray last year, Baker Mayfield the year before. So here we go with Jalen Hurts. AP, I'm sure you and everybody else in Alabama is pretty excited to watch this game. No doubt about it on Sunday night. Good way to end the week. Yeah, we're not only excited to watch Oklahoma-Houston, but we're going to be watching all season long as Jalen Hurts takes command of the Sooners and see if he can win the third Heisman in a row for, the, for Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. And of all the teams to open up your career when you make the transfer is Houston, and Jalen is from Channel View, Texas, is right outside of Houston. Oh, I did not know that. That's why we love to have you on the show, AP. You always... Uh, no interesting facts like that. So, wow. So that's pretty fascinating. However, even higher motivation. Um, and he could easily win the Heisman AP if what we saw last year in the SEC championship against Georgia when he came off the bench to rescue uh, the Tide uh, in their game. And all of a sudden, he looked like a different guy from the one we had seen in you know, previously when he was the starter where he had a sparkling record uh, because he was just, uh, he always had the running and the pat and, you know, the command, but his passing that game was outstanding. And, uh, and boy, I'm sure Sooner fans uh, are, are just salivating, waiting for him as the quarterback. Yes. I mean, everyone in Alabama that I speak to throughout the year has say they're pulling for Jalen Hurts. They're behind him, support everything that he's trying to do as he transferred to, to Oklahoma. And it was a great story, a story, big ending for him to pull Alabama through that championship game against Georgia when things looked rather bleak. Yes. Well, he's so likable, AP. I mean, he returned the favor for Tua after Tua had, of course, replaced him a couple years ago in the national championship game and led Alabama to victory. And no one was ever classier in that situation than Jalen Hurts uh, 
after that national championship game when he basically had been benched. And then, you know, for uh, him to come in and replace Tua and basically rescue the SEC championship game uh, for the Tide, uh, you know, great story. And yes, uh, he, he is the standard bearer for how you handle transferring from one school to another. So I um, would totally expect everybody in Alabama would be rooting heavily for him. Yes, and John, as, as far as that transferring, I don't think there's uh, one answer for every individual. Correct. I think it's a case-by-case basis. And as we saw, who won the Heisman Trophy for Oklahoma? Transfer, Kyler Murray, right? Right, and same and with Baker Mayfield, for that same, matter. Same. Yes, so people, when they get on the podium and they get on the high horse, and they mention how you have to stay and face adversity. Well, the last two Heisman Trophy winners, they made a decision to transfer, and they won the Heisman Trophy. Exactly. That that pretty much says it all. Well, you know, I start off the show talking about seismic uh, with Andrew Luck's sudden retirement on Saturday night, and uh, I'd say seismic would be a word you could attach to this new transfer rule. You and I, I believe, are both, you know, uh, in favor of it, it's the American way, you know, and uh, I think it's just going to become more and more prevalent. It's already very prevalent, uh, you know, to say the least from, uh, you know, Kelly Bryant now at Missouri after being at Clemson, when Trevor Lawrence got the starting job, Tommy Stevens, who backed up Trace McSorley at Penn State, and everybody assumed he would be the, get, be the starter. He has transferred from Penn State, so... It's a, now a fact of life, and frankly, I think it's a good one. Yeah, I, I think so, John. It just gives more flexibility, and I hate to see people with talent sitting on the bench. Right. Where they can go somewhere else and have an opportunity. Uh, that's the, I think that's one of the great tragedies in life, wasted talent. Couldn't agree more, and as a final thought as we close out the show, keep in mind that all these people, you know, all these Guys who were sitting on the bench, especially at the quarterback position, were, you know, hometown, if not full state heroes, you know, in the years previous. And suddenly, uh, you know, as high school, as high school stars, and suddenly they're sitting on the bench. So that, that, that's got to be hard to take. But AP, thank you, as always, for your perspective and enjoy the weekend in Atlanta and specifically uh, Duke, Alabama, 3.30 Saturday afternoon eastern time from the mercedes-benz stadium thank you jonathan my pleasure all right ap and uh as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at noon eastern time thanks again for tuning into all around sports with your host john inglesby be sure to tune in again next monday at 9 a.m pacific time 12 noon eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.